Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Episode number 304. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my co-host is John Carcutt, CEO in social media for Advanced Local. Hello, hey, my friend. Ross. How's it going? Sound like you're a little under the weather today. I am chest cold. So um, I'll try. I'll just. I just won't do it in the mic. I, I can't promise anything else. So, I think there's uh, a dedicated show for hacking on Webmaster Radio somewhere. You could go to. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been quite a day. I wanted to uh, say some. Just my heart goes out to all the people in uh, Vegas. Uh, yeah. It's heartbreaking. Can't fathom it's, it. It's just. Uh, i I just can't figure out what's in people's heads. I mean, you know, if, if you have something, uh, it's not justifiable, but people usually have like a motivation for this. They can't find any motivation for this guy doing this thing, yeah, none whatsoever. And it's like, why? What the heck is going on in people's heads? I just don't get it. Yeah. And, and just like the people who knew him so far, of course, lots of stuff's going to come out of the woodwork, I'm sure. But oh yeah, um, just don't even see it being possible that it's him. It's so weird. I, yeah. Anyways, that aside, it happened, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of really innocent people that are in the hospital grieving. or grieving for, for yeah. lost loved ones. Yeah. Hearts go out to y'all. If anybody on Vegas listening to the show, man, just you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah take care. definitely. Take Be care. Be safe. All right, and we just heard about a, a rock icon. Uh, it's not you have to uh, bring him up. I know, but you know, it's uh, it's not. Um, Jesus, it's a sad show. <laughs> no, uh, you can tell him on drugs. I'm like sick no. anymore. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, we lost Tom Petty. Uh, we just heard <sighs> minutes ago, so uh, it's just uh, uh, it's it's certainly uh, it's a loss. It's certainly nothing compared to the the mass exodus in Vegas, but you know, it's all adding up. You know, there's yeah. one more passing that we got. Oh, right, who's that? Yeah. Bing's relationship with Apple. It's gone. Yeah. 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 I had to, I had to segue, segue to something. You, you demand. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, I don't know all the history around it. I mean, I know that they've been with Bing as being Apple's go-to search engine for a long time. I I do remember registering a bit of surprise that they've moved to Google. but It was like seven or eight years ago. It was like either 2010 or 2007, I think. It's been a while. It has. Yeah. And I wonder, yeah, I mean, Google and uh, Apple have a pretty uh, famous dislike for each other, um, it seems. But, but Google was Apple's original search engine, and then Bing stole it and got the contract. But I don't know whether it's a – and for those who don't know, I guess we just kind of started talking about this. Um, Apple is dropping Bing as their search results provider and going back to Google as a search results search results provider um, and I don't know whether it's because they were unhappy with Bing or they f- figured they could get a better deal with Google or they're trying to work something with Google I'm not real sure I don't think anybody's real sure but the fact is that Google is now going to be the search partner for Apple 
And yeah, yeah. When you get that I, big in enterprise companies, I bet half of it's more than half of it's politics. Well, you know, you know what else I think it could be is Google's focus on voice search. Because Bing doesn't have a lot of play in voice search. It's, it, the two you think of are, right now are Google and Amazon for voice search, right? True. And the other player in voice search is Siri. Well, it makes sense if you're going to if Siri is going to be answering questions based on search, Google has a much better you know handle on voice search than Bing does. Absolutely. So that could be a really good, and I just like it could be a really you know reasonable explanation of why they did that. Hmm. Yeah, we should do our due diligence on that one. I'm kind of curious. It might be a good read. Find out why they did it. But, uh, you know, with all that time we have. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, today is, uh, I I don't know whether it's appropriate or not, but in a way it is. It's probably one of the shortest shows we're going to have. We've we've found very little info. Um, Just to report, really. It's very quiet sphere so is that a good uh, thing or a bad thing because because there's been a few times when it's quiet and then all of a sudden we get hammered with stuff so i'm like i'm waiting for the hammer to drop this week has been way too calm yeah well yeah yeah we will we always expect the hammer it's one thing that uh, anyone who's been around a while in the industry just expects it's coming every around the corner every few months <laughs> or weeks <laughs> uh so I mean, we've got mobile-friendly update coming. Uh, not update, but mobile-friendly index. That's this uh, month. It's October now. It's going to be yeah, this Yeah, if month. they actually deliver on time. If yeah, that's true, they've promised things before, and they, they. Oh no, I'm not talking about the HTTPS thing. Though that's this month for sure. Oh, is that? Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, good point. The mobile, yeah, the mobile index. I don't think they have a hard number on it yet. I think they said early 2018, but. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they're not going to go fast on it. It's so important that they do it right. So that's good. We should be happy about that. That's true. <laughs> um, We've been unhappy because of the opposite before. So it's, it's a nice breather. Yes. Now, this is interesting. I hadn't seen this note yet. So why don't you share this about Google Search Console? So this was interesting. So somebody had asked Google about um, spam patterns tied to Google Search Console. So the, the, I guess the question is, if you have a site, um, you have multiple sites set up in your same um, uh, account with Google Search Console, and one of them gets penalized, does that information, does, is that shared in your, or all the, the, the sites in your account, Search Console? So basically, do they look for a pattern? So if you are constantly getting your account accounts or sites banned in an account does that affect the other site and google says no um but it's it's been suggested for many many years now by people in the industry visit those uh the black hat web black hat seo forums and that kind of people that you know keep all of your sites in different um search console accounts not just you know, different email address accounts and everything if you're going to be doing nefarious things. Um, Ross and I probably, I can speak for you on this, Ross, don't do nefarious things and you don't have That's to worry right. about it. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, and I mean, it, 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 overt, I'm sure. Because I mean, I, yeah. speaking from an agency, like frankly, there's a lot of clients who don't bother removing themselves from our account and we can't remove them. Although Google Search Console, we can. I think it's, which one is it that you can't? Anyway, it's, some of them are very difficult to remove, but you wouldn't want that to be connected to you if when they leave, they start doing nefarious stuff. So it's, I think it's only when it's a, it's a common issue. 
Right. And it, and it's interesting to note that Google says, no, we don't compare them across the same account. But you know, <laughs> Google, if they've got the data, they'd be stupid not to use it. And they, so they probably are, but they're, of course, they're not going to tell us they are. So it's one of those things where, you know, this is what they say, but let's be worried what they would actually do. Yeah, they kind of thrown the don't be evil out the window a long time ago. So yeah, I wouldn't consider that evil either. So if, no, I mean, I can see right, if, some would. If so it's because they said they're not doing it, they they. That well, is here, here's what I think would be evil: if they had a web, if you had five accounts, say in your in your search console, five different websites, one of them gets nailed for paid linking, right? It would be evil if they they kind of that penalty bled into the other five accounts. That would be evil. However, it would not be evil if say, okay, one account gets nailed for paid linking for them just to casually go check the other four accounts and that same thing, just to see if they might be doing the same thing. That makes sense to me, but don't automatically bleed that penalty over, but that could definitely be a red flag for, for sites that are under that same account for sure. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, uh, take a quick break and we come back. We've got some, Info on title tags. Let's go to the basics. Wow. (laughs) SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, what would happen if you had different title tags offered to Googlebot versus Googlebot Mobile? The gist was pretty simple, the answer. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. And and just so people know what we're talking about, the reason this one kind of, for me, sounded interesting to talk about for us was because this is shades of cloaking, right? It's serving serving, uh, 
one type of information to one bot and different information to a different bot. And that's shades of cloaking, you know, mobile versus desktop in this case. Um, but and they were very specific when they asked this question. The only thing that changes is the title tag. And I think that's key to this as well. Um, but it, I don't think, do you think something like that would be considered cloaking if it's just the title tag? No. And I think that's why John Mueller yeah. said that they would just ignore it. Right. And that's what they, yeah, and that's the answer. They, they said it just gets ignored, yeah. uh, most likely. It's funny. A lot of the news lately, if you notice, a lot of the news, Google doesn't do this. It's yeah. true. Google doesn't do this. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. a good point. John Mueller no. said, we don't know. No. Yeah, and, and no, <laughs> oh. we really don't do this. It's just constantly the news. It seems uh, very yeah. odd. They're testing the color of this icon in search results. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Being a little thin lately. I, I, yeah. Oh, well. Whatever. But, but, but I guess the, the, the question to me that didn't get answered in this is which one do they use? If, they, if you see two title tags, one Googlebot and one for Googlebot Mobile, and they ignore it, they can't ignore both of them. They, yeah. Well, I guess they could if they wanted to, but they probably wouldn't ignore both of them. They'd pick one. Maybe today is Googlebot, but once the mobile first index comes out, it'll be the, the mobile one. I don't know. I'd say it's a pretty good bet. Yeah. Uh, if they're separate sites, if you've got the M dot, then I would think that they're going to go for the one that has the most, uh, um, what do you call where, it, uh, authority, if there's such a thing in those cases. Where do you see the title tag on a mobile device? I'm just trying to think, because the title tag comes up in tabs on browsers where you can see it. Search results, you can see it. Right now, it's the search results pull from the desktop, and then it'll switch to mobile. But why would you have two different ones to begin with? I'm not even sure where you would see it in a mobile mm. device. Might be my medication talking, but for some reason, that's like asking me to explain cosmic theory. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't picture it for some reason. It's just not there in my head. I don't know. I don't think I, I remember seeing it. But yeah, maybe it's because when you do mobile search, maybe you're just thinking about, okay, what's the, the listing in the mobile search? People might make it a smaller title tag so the whole thing shows up in a phone in the mobile search results. I could see that potentially being a benefit for a click-through rate. Um, I am doing it as we speak here just to see because I am curious. Uh, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Oh, okay. It stays in the title. I mean, it stays on the top of the... Yeah, it's at the very top. It's there. Okay, but it's, it's, it's a much smaller landscape, so having a shorter title tag might be beneficial to the point where people could read the whole thing. Absolutely, yeah. For, like, yeah. For, I've got a fairly big phone. I've got the, the... Oh, and I love it, by the way, the Samsung 8, S8 Plus. Oh, it's beautiful. But um, it, it manages to, to pick... I, a sort, so, this little bird told me you're going to switch to the iPhone X when it comes out. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, 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 oh. I've got a, a new sales guy here. He is going to make me, and I tell you, this is the end of the world. He's going to make me buy him an Apple nice. computer. That's Just awesome. So horrified. Anyway. Yeah, I've been doing uh, Apple tech support for your team for the past, over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Just telling you. <laughs> uh, you can have it. Um, I haven't been doing it very well, but I've been doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, what shows up? Like, this is supposed to say Victoria, British Columbia, seven-day weather forecast or whatever, which is a pretty long title anyway. All that shows up is Victoria, British Columbia, seven-day, and then dot, dot, dot. Yeah, so it's shorter, but, and that's not an iPhone. iPhones are much smaller. Right. 
So okay, so it makes sense. And maybe this is something to plan for when they do switch, <laughs> when they do switch to the mobile index, right? And maybe it's something to plan for now. I mean, if you think about that, if a lot of percentage of your traffic is coming in through mobile, uh, I should, let me rephrase that, a lot of percentage of your search, organic search traffic is coming through mobile, you might want to look at those title tags right now for click-through rates. There we go. Just a thought. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The mobile first index will be... Uh, Put a little spin on our work. Not too much, I don't think, but it'll be interesting, which is nice. Nice, nice to have a little change in now and then. So that's good. Um, next is a uh, title. It's another from, Google didn't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we should make that the uh, the title of a show. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Just this dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll spin everything. Okay. <laughs> um, no changes on use of image. There we go. <laughs> I see what you mean. See, I'm slow right now. Very slow. Um, <laughs> you take it. So, so a question came up. A few years ago, Matt Cutts put out a video. People were asking about metadata inside of an image file. Not metadata that we put around it like a, um, you know, an alter attribute, but actually the metadata in the file itself. Um, that says, you know, there's a lot of data in an image file, everything from from um, specifics about when, when you have digital cameras, what was the aperture and, and f-stop and all that stuff and what kind of camera was taken on. There's location data. There's all kinds of data inside the actual file of an image. And people are asking, does Google use any of that data, any of that metadata tied to search results? And a few years ago, uh, Matt Cutts put out a video said, nope, we don't use any of that at all. And someone asked the same question, it's, and it, it's good to have a refresher to make sure. And Mr. Mueller tells us, nope, there's still the same as it used to be. So <clears throat> uh, he didn't say yes, he didn't say no. So <laughs> if, if Matt Cutts was lying back three years ago when he put out his video, John Mueller is today too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it, but it's there interesting to, just to, ref to, to hit this stuff every once in a while because it's a good question to ask on a regular basis because they could change it. And it, 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 I wouldn't have been a bit surprised if John Mueller said, yeah, we started looking at that the past couple of years, right? So it's it's good to ask those things occasionally. I think we could wait another three years before we ask it again, but it's good to get a refresher. We'll be lucky if it takes that long. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and I imagine there is there is metadata there that they are caching and, and will use in the future as becomes more, you know, valid, I suppose, or they can actually yeah. leverage it. Because there is quite a bit of info in there. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if they start if the, the there's more info becomes available in there as well over the time, as as, as digital imagery is becoming even more um, invasive into our lives and into everything online, everything we do and see and read. You know, the it, the, the metadata in those images is going to become, I think, even more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's going to be more of it, more populous in those files. Just thinking, how scary would it be? And it can easily be done if Google, with their vast resources and, and access to so many photos that are still publicly available because people don't realize they shouldn't be making it public in some cases, would create a search. Well, kind of like a here's your area. Here's all the photos in the area and just geotag it all. And just you could you could go two blocks and just see every single photo taken in that area, including backyard. I mean, backyards, how creepy, but <laughs> it's there. That's the thing. All that data is there. Everyone doesn't realize when they take photos even from their backyard that they've got their, their IP or geo IP out there. And also geotags. Yeah. Ugh. 
Anyway. Well, there, there's, I don't think people realize right now there's also really already really, really good facial recognition stuff <clears> based <throat> on all the images you post online. So there's, there's stuff that's already being used that they can go find pretty much any picture of you that's ever been posted, whether you know it or not. It's crazy. One of the things I've visited in the past with the show, just because I think it's still fascinating and I can't wait for it to actually come to fruition. And I don't, I think it's just a matter of, of CPU power, but is, you know, the remember old Photosynth from Microsoft? Photosynth. I do not. Okay. Photosynth was uh, this incredible technology that would, and they used an example of the Notre Dame where every single photo taken in that area was stitched together to oh, create yeah, yeah, okay. a walk walkable like like you could move around and see rendered angles of that place every which way because people think face it there's enough photos there that you could render it down to the speck of dust probably um yep. and the, what really interested me there was obviously that's just cool alone but then you know if they start building that data over time you could use a um uh, a little toggle and go back two weeks, go back a year, go back three years and see how things have changed in this one area. It's, it's kind of like if you remember the, the, the original Time Machine movie, right, mm -hmm. where he would go forward and stop and he'd be in the same spot and everything around him would change as he's moving and they'd stop and it'd be completely different. They move forward or backwards, excuse me, because he was going backwards in time. But that's what it sounds like you're talking about. Yeah, you exactly. That movie. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be just awesome. And I mean, it, uh, of all the landmarks and also for ch devastations, showing how a certain place has changed in moment, moment to moment. I mean, it, it would be very profound, very, very, very profound, I think, uh, for many people. Um, and another thing that is happening, uh, which is we don't have down here, but I thought it was pretty interesting is, of course, the uh, Amazon Echo came out with a whole number of of. Uh, new bits and pieces to their realm. I think there's a, a new Echo with Basie, a Basie experience. They've also got the Echo Show, which has been out for a while, but I think there was an update to it. I didn't really follow what happened with them, but I know that it was enough that um, the Echo Show, which has a, a screen, is apparently kind of a threat to Google. So Google has, has started working on of their own version called the codename Manhattan, um, yep. which should be a Google Home with a screen. I think which, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. Um, I'm, I'm, I went, as you know, I went the Google Home route instead of the Amazon route. And I would kind of a little bit jealous when they had the Google show. I'm like, when's Google doing this? So I'm looking forward to the Manhattan thing coming out. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the the home. I think it's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, well, there's I lots, think there, lots they can do to it still. But. Yeah, there's still definitely improvements on both of them. I like the fact that Google Home is now better integrated with phone calls and telephones than Amazon is. Um, yeah, and the search experience is pretty good. I mean, oh yeah, pulling this around SEO 101. I mean, it's it's why we brought this up is uh, you know if it had a screen, just how much different would that experience be? Uh, yeah. There's so much more you can get out of a screen. I mean, I, I can imagine myself sitting there on a couch watching TV and just thinking about the radio show and say, "Hey, show me a picture of Ross Dunn with a beard," and boop, there he is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be overcome with. <laughs> yeah, I'd be going, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very big. Although I still have it, but it's not very big. Um, okay, well, uh, I guess on that note, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with a couple of community questions. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we have a couple... Sorry, Wait, yeah, real right? quick, I haven't said it yet this show, but I have to throw it out there at least once. It's so nice to hear you say Webmaster Radio FM. I know. <laughs> Just saying. I know, All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we've been lamenting the last couple episodes, I think. Yeah, it's just yeah. wonderful. It is. All right, so uh, I guess let's start with uh, Minaj's uh, question here. Um, pay-per-click or SEO, which one is the best option for increasing business? <laughs> is that a loaded question or what? No doubt. <laughs> It's a, it's a show into its own. We could get a couple of guests to debate that one. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Although I don't think anyone would really debate it. Um, it, it's all, it all comes down to, in my opinion, uh, well, a lot of different angles here. But uh, the one that comes most prominently to mind is which one is best for your business to start with um, if you had to pick just one. Um, ideally, though, you're picking both. Yeah, and, and I think it... It also comes down to, are you looking for immediate results or long-term results, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Because you're not going to get immediate results as SEO, and long-term results are going to cost you an arm and leg with PPC. So th- there's that kind of question, which one is better for increasing business, has so many caveats and other questions that need to be asked. If you go sit in a meeting with a client and someone says that to you, asks you that question, you need to fire off about 10 or 20 questions to be able to, to even come close to answering that for that particular business. 
Yeah. Um, what what kind of questions do you ask, Ross? If someone, if you were sitting down with a client and it was first meeting them and says, you know, I'm interested in doing online marketing. I'm not sure which one I should do. Um, should I do PPC or SEO? Which one's going to help my business first? What kind of things do you ask to kind of help them answer that question? Dear God, we'd need a whole show. But I, I guess the first question would be, have you done either one yet? Um, have you had results yet with pay-per-click? If you haven't, if you haven't done pay-per-click yet, it's it's also a lot of work. I mean, it's not immediate. Yes, we can get traffic to your site, but is it going to be the right traffic? Um, is it on the right message? Is your site ready for pay-per-click or any traffic for that matter? Uh, <laughs> that part is huge. I see that all the time. Some sites, it doesn't matter how much business we or traffic we send them. It's nothing's going to convert because their sites got awful or it doesn't have messaging. It doesn't have calls to action. Um, uh, as you can imagine, my, my head's yeah. spinning with questions. Um, yeah. I think, I think a lot of times you, you can ask all these questions, you can get the answers, you know, and if they're doing fairly well with, you know, things like you brought up, Ross, so their website's, you know, not horrible. It has, it has the opportunity to convert. I think one of the best ways to answer this question with limited information is, Neither one of those is the best option to increase your business. It's a combination of both of them together that's going to work best to increase your business. There's definitely a lot of things that you can get from PPC that'll help improve your SEO. And SEO, believe it or not, having that brand exposure in search is going to help your PPC long term. By you know, there's a study done a few years ago that said if you show up in the result in both the PPC and the organic. Um, um, spaces on that search results page, both of them over time see improved click click through rates. So working those two together is probably the the best solution for a business. But finding the right strategy, figuring out where you need to put your priorities, really depends on dozens of questions that you have to ask in that initial meeting. Yeah, and it really depends too um, on your product whether or not pay per click is going to be worthwhile to you. I mean, if there's a huge amount of competition and your products has very very small margins, you better have some very inexpensive click rates. Click rates, uh, which frankly are rare these days. Um, it's it's uh, you know there's a lot of variables here, obviously. But um, I do know clients who don't do SEO at all because pay per click does so well for them. I mean, we've convinced them to do SEO, but they they they're 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 their return on investment on pay-per-click is exceptional. And I would say don't do SEO by itself either. I mean, I've, I've always been in the, the lines that you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You know, if you're just doing SEO and not pay-per-click and all of a sudden there's algorithm shift that kills you, you know, that's a ton of your business that's just gone. If you're doing PPC and not SEO and all of a sudden it comes a bidding war and your budgets are just eaten away immediately, you know, then you're out of luck there as well. It should be a good balance of the two, you know, and, um, you know, obviously other types of marketing as well. But if you're just looking at search, you need a balance of PPC and SEO. And I usually tell people when you're first starting a website and you want to spend money in marketing, you know, make sure you have a good PPC budget to start because that's going to give you some immediate results as you're building the equity in your SEO side of the business. As that equity builds and you start seeing results from the organic, you can pull back on PPC and start balancing out those investments in those two types of things. Great. Okay, the next question is from our wonderful Mark Taylor, one of the uh, key moderators of our Google Plus community. Not one of <clears throat> the key moderators. Yeah, there you go. 
Sometime last year, Google informed us that they were aware they are aware of around 130 trillion web pages. Not all are indexed. A number that grew from 30 trillion in 2013. We are all aware that poor quality content is unlikely to rank, let alone be read or shared. We are also aware that to rank in positions one, two, or three, we need to write the best content available for a chosen topic and to also update that content on a reasonable frequency. I can't help thinking that content marketing has become too difficult and that it's simply too hard to reach a target audience when all are being bombarded with more content than we need. Is it time to stop writing content? <laughs> awesome. He's one of my favorite people. Yes. <laughs> Good, great. We've tried to get him on, by the way. Mark, listening, if you're listening, come on. We've got to come on the show. Come on. Um, he, he's very happy being in the community, but uh, it would be great to have you on if you can sometime. But um, that said, uh, fantastic question. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I've actually kind of had the same question in, in markets where, well, frankly, I'm always pitching to my clients, create ultimate content. Ultimate. The stuff that stands out and no one can help but share. But I guess there is a future where everyone's got that kind of content and that it will be hard. Um and I know what uh, John's answer is going to be, but uh, <laughs> uh, um, <clears throat> either way, I think it, it can never hurt to show that you are good at what you do. You know what uh, is important, what, uh, and you write ex- excellent content that people can see that you're an authority in your subject or, or, or service or practice. Um, that's always going to have some value, even if it doesn't in search. Uh, where and I don't see that happening anytime soon. But it, it, there is a future, I guess, where you know uh, there will be too much. But I know John has lots to say, so go on, John. <laughs> I'm just biting my tongue here, waiting for I you know. to go. So I actually, I actually prepared a presentation around this exact question a couple of years ago and um, tried to get them to let me present it at Content Marketing World. I pitched it as a presentation for Content (laughs) Marketing World. And the name of the presentation is Content is Not King. Um, It's core. So, and, and content marketing world, for some reason, didn't like the idea of me saying content is not king. <laughs> but I think it would have been really valuable to the people because for the exact same, you know, Mark's got a really good point about it. We're trying to do this, but think about it from a more granular perspective. Think about your topics, right? If you're a bank and you're writing a uh, an article on your on your website about a, how a 401k works, because you want people to come in and talk about, see your 401k programs and possibly enroll or buy one from you, right? How many thousands and thousands of articles are are there on the internet about how a 401k plan works, right? You're not going to be able to write a out standing article about that that's significantly different than every other article out there about how 401ks work because they only work one way maybe there might be slight variances in different kinds but there's nothing you're going to create around that that is so dramatically different than everybody else that it's going to propel you to the top of the search rankings right so in that you know and that happens in not just that category there's tons of different topics that fall into that same situation and in that case content is not king there's only so much you can write about how a 401k works, and it's going to be the same pr- primarily as the way everybody else wrote about how 401ks work, right? So what you have to think about is content is core. Don't get me wrong. You still have to have good, quality, sound, 
educational, entertaining, whatever you want to do it, but you have to have good content. But it's not king. It's core. It has to be there. But you have to do things to it and around it to make it work for you as a business. There's there's three ways your content can be found from my perspective. One, actively. Someone actively goes out and looks for what you have. That's search. In order to make that content work in search, you have to optimize it. Then there's passive. People find your content passively, right? If they're, they're sitting on Facebook and this, this post pops up in front of them, that's your content, or they get an email with your content. That's passive. And the, and the best way to deal with passive is by socializing the content. That's you know social media, you're dealing with social media. So you got SEO for the active content, you've got social for the passive content. Third way is targeted. There's, there's people you know as a business that will be interested in your content and you pay money to put it in front of them. Those are the three primary ways to get content found on the internet. And But you have to have that core content and you have to have those three things around it to make it work. If you've got a great piece of content about how a 401k works and you want people to read it, it's not going to just show up on its own anymore. Yeah. And, and it, it also depends on the market. If you're a local market, if you're pushing local, and really, that's all that matters to you. Uh, let's say you're a dentist or something. If you have a, a great article about, um, uh, let's say, dental implants and the newest technology, something that, you know, a little spin, not just what is a dental implant, um, you could have that same article, obviously not the exact same writing because that would be duplicate, but the same concept. You could do that with another firm uh, or another practice in another province or another city and probably get great results for it too. Um, it's local. Local does have a different way of looking at content. Um, if there's a local but, bent to it, it does have a benefit. Totally agree. But that falls under the people are actively looking for it under the search and optimization piece, the SEO piece of it, right? Yep. So you, you have to have the SEO piece. You pretty much have to have the socialization piece. And it really, really helps if you had the promotional piece on it too to, to really get that content. Oh, yeah. I'm not disagreeing work, at all. work for your business. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not disagreeing. Just saying that local has a different angle. Content, even if it does seem duplicated across the, the whole industry, it doesn't matter so much so, so as long as it's good. To Mark Taylor's question, he ended that with, is it time to stop writing content? Absolutely not. No. Content is still core to everything we do. What it might be time for is not to only write content and expect it to work for you. Take half of that content creation budget and now put it into either that optimization, socialization, or promotion piece to go around the content you are creating to make it work better for you. Yeah. And try different types of content. Mm -hmm. You know, video podcasts good lord podcasts are exploding right now it seems everyone's getting one and, and i can tell you when i have people ask me about content one of the first things i do is say well, well define content they're like what do you mean it's my web page content is every single thing on the internet everything everything on the internet <clears throat> is content no matter what you're talking about and if you're not leveraging leveraging every type in some way or another or testing it or trying it you're missing an opportunity awesome excellent ending here okay well, it turned out to be a good length show, actually. Yeah, we, we, right. we know how to talk to each other. We crushed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's shocking, isn't it? Okay. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. 
Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.